Hey guys, what's up? It's Jasmine here, and I'm so glad that you decided to tune into another episode. I have been gone for a while. I apologize. I say that all the time, but I swear, once I am finished with my MCAT and just everything is going on right now, hopefully I will be less busy so I can keep recording consistently with Vivo because I love this podcast. I love all of you that listen, and I just want to continue this out for the majority of my life. Like I love the podcast platform. I love being able to talk. I talk a lot. <laughs> so I'm just happy to be back. So while I've been gone, of course, I always have news. Um, the biggest news I have is that I am now a 2021 Goldwater Scholar, which is amazing. I am so happy and glad to have received a scholarship. I want to say a thank you to Howard University, uh, my mentor, Dr. Kimberly Richardson, my recommenders, Dr. Fairbanks and Dr. Lambert, and everyone else that helped me with the process. The journey was crazy. So with the Goldwater Scholarship, you have to complete an application. You have to be nominated by the school first. So that was the first feat I had to overcome. And then after that, I had to write a research proposal. But the difference between this one is that usually the Goldwater accepts research proposals that you have completed. Now, obviously, due to the circumstances right now, I was not able to complete nor really even start my research project. So I was a little um, nervous about whether or not I would receive the scholarship. But luckily to everything that has happened in my life, like I'm just so blessed to have received it. Um, the impact is amazing. So I am the third person from Howard University to receive this scholarship, which is monumental. And I'm so glad that I've been able to continue the trend of Goldwater scholarships at Howard University. I am also the second um, HBCU student to receive it for this year. Another girl received it from North Carolina A&T. So it's only two HBCU scholars, but we plan to change that, okay? We plan on having a trend of HBCU scholars and um, Black scholars that achieve and receive this prestigious scholarship. I am so happy and glad, and I'm glad to be back to like share all this information with you. Um, I hope to speak to some Goldwater scholars so we can come on the platform and discuss all about their journey and their process into getting the Goldwater. And I'm so excited for the next chapter of my life with this scholarship. Um, I want to also, this will be later, just discuss properly being able to bask in your achievements and celebrate. I have a hard time knowing how to do that. So that'll be discussed later in discussion. And we're just going to get right into the sections. And the first one is the word of the week. So the word of the week this week is actually an acronym and it's NSAIDs. And NSAIDs stands for non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. And these are members of a drug class that reduce pain or nociception, decrease fever, prevents blood clots, and in higher doses can decrease inflammation. Um, the side effects depend on the specific drug, but they largely include an increased risk of ulcers, kidney disease, etc. Now, the most common NSAID you probably know is Advil or ibuprofen. The way that this drug class acts is that it inhibits enzyme and it targets cyclooxygenase 1 and 2. So those how they work and that is the name. Um, I know you see it sometimes on your bottles or your pill bottles that say NSAIDs and may not know what it means. So now you know. Now let's move on to our science news. So I have been gone for over a month, but I feel like I always speak about the same thing. So obviously with COVID-19, 
we have vaccines out. So not only do we have the Moderna vaccine, we have a Johnson and Johnson vaccine. I'm pretty sure we have one other one, but now the rollout is occurring nationwide. Um, they're making them much more um, accessible to people and we have to find a way, however, to make them a little bit more equitable. Um, I've been seeing all over social media how it seems as though people in inner cities um, and more densely populated areas are less likely to get the uh, vaccine, even though there are more doses happening. And then cities that are more suburban-like um, include less non-white people, unfortunately, um, have been able to receive the vaccine with no issues and problems. This also plays into the continuous, uh, unfortunate, the continuous trend in medicine where uh, people of color do not receive the same equitable resources and um, treatments as non-white people do. So we just have to make sure we understand that, yes, while the vaccine is such a great, great thing, we have to make sure that everyone gets it and there is transparency that comes along with the vaccine, um, making sure that the vaccines are stored correctly, are being um, properly given correctly. These things seem to impact um Black Americans the most. So we want to make sure that we can combat that. Um, what else is going on? So also along with COVID-19, there are people that are trying to come out with other drugs that can mediate the immune response of COVID-19 because we know the immune response is crazy and it can um, lead people to a hospital and on ventilators and just crazy and scary things. So right now there are search for drugs, specifically anti-inflammatory drugs, like I just talked about with NSAIDs, that can do this along with monoclonal antibodies. So as you go on, you'll probably hear more about people trying to authorize or have the FDA authorize these drugs. The only issue I have is just making sure that these drugs are properly priced. You know, not everyone can... Um, afford these drugs, but it's for the betterment. I'm sorry, guys, my dog is barking. I have a dog. Yes. Um, but making sure that these drugs are affordable is the biggest thing, you know, so everyone can be good because I really do hope that we can, I know our world will never be back to normal again, but at least we can be able to move on and have everyone as safe as possible outside, you know, mask away, you know, people are tired. I get it. You know, I still wear my mask, you know, it's for the betterment of myself and my community and the world. So keep wearing your mask. Okay. <laughs> um, but hopefully by the summer, the fall, um, we could be a little bit more safer while we go outside. Also, I want to talk about the environment for a second. So as I was gone, there were things that occurred in Houston and Mississippi and other Gulf Coast states and cities that heavily impacted them. Um, first, there was a snowstorm in Houston and Mississippi that severely impacted um, Houstonians and other people from Texas in these areas. They had no power, no water, um, no gas, and they were like that for a long time. And it was so crazy to see how disproportionate the impact was. 
And we have to make sure that we know that environmental racism is very, very real and that we can combat those things by, um, you know, holding our government and holding your state and local governments accountable because it's no reason why um, these people not only were without for so long, but then after it occurred, they're still impacted by the water. They're still impacted by the electricity. Um, their homes either were flooded or pipes bursted, etc. We have to make sure that these things are accounted for as we move on. I know it's been, I think, over a month since it occurred, but there's still people that are impacted. I remember seeing that uh, article that Jackson, Mississippi still did not have clean water. And that is very, very unfortunate. So as long as we can not only acknowledge that there's environmental racism, but impact and combat that, then I think that we can move and to a better place. You know, there's so much more that I want to actually devote a whole entire episode to environmental racism, racism and its impacts, but that's, I'm going to put a pin right there along with what occurred in Houston. Um, that's all I have for science news for this week. And then we will move on right over to pop culture news. Okay, so for our pop culture news, we're going to start off with the Grammys. So I know the Grammys happened a couple of weeks ago, and I did not really watch that much of it, not going to lie, but I did watch the performances and I did see who won each category. So obviously, I love Megan Thee Stallion a lot, and I'm so glad that she's been able to receive her flowers and get Grammys. I'm so, so proud of her. We also have Beyonce, who has now won the most Grammy Awards ever which I feel like is so monumental. Like, I'm so proud of Beyonce. I love Beyonce so much. And she just continues to kill the game every time. Like, comes out with something new, something um, fresh all the time. She never misses a beat. So I'm happy that she was able to receive her flowers. And now you have to top Beyonce, okay? With the most Grammy Awards ever? Ever? (laughs) There's no way you can top that, period, okay? You can't say she's not the best of all time besides Michael Jackson. We love Michael Jackson, but Beyonce number two. Okay. Let's also talk about the weekend and the snub. Like they really did snub the weekend. I am so surprised. I know the business and the industry is so convoluted and complex. So I don't know everything that happened, but I do know he said that he is now boycotting the Grammys. He is not submitting his stuff to the Academy anymore. And as he should, because I loved After Hours. I loved the entire project. It was good top to bottom. And that's what's not been happening in music lately. Like having albums that you can play full through, that is not something that's been happening. So I'm upset excuse me, that he got snubbed and I'm glad that he took a stand and said, nope, y'all ain't getting my music no more. No more Academy for me. But I think that'll be the trend of us not really putting so much um, meaning into the awards because we know what they kind of do to people of color with those awards now. They did get Beyonce though. So, you know, they always seem to do at least the bare minimum when it comes to addressing people of color. But I digress. Let me not get there. (laughs) Another person or another group that has a start to finish beautiful album that also low-key got snubbed is Chloe and Halle. I loved Chloe and Halle's whole entire project. It was so good. Me and my sister played the entire Ungali Hour album all last summer. That was all we played. It's such a good album and I'm so upset that they did not win anything but I just wanted to know that their album was so good don't look for a Grammy because it was so dang good oh my god such a such a good album um another 
some of my faves that won something or were awarded or or performed was Kei Chinata. Kei Chinata's Everything. He won Best Dance Album along with Best Dance Record with Kali Uchis, which was very deserved. I've loved Kei Chinata for a long time. And I'm actually surprised that they had him as Best New Artist. I'm like, this man is not new. He has been out for a long time. But I'm also glad that he got his flowers as well. Great producer. Another person or a group now, I guess, that really showed out was Silk Sonic or Bruno Mars and Anderson Pac. I really um love their performance. They're bringing back 70s. They're bringing back soul music. I love it. But I'm pretty sure Anderson Pac won. I would have to double check that, which also is low-key deserved. You know, his projects are always really good. I know Ventura was really good. Um, What's the other project? Oh, I can't remember. But one of his earlier projects I used to play all the time. I used to play all the time. So overall, the Grammys was okay. Um, oh, I'm missing one more thing. The whole Cardi B and the Megan Thee Stallion um, performance. I love that people are able to do what they want and be unapologetic about it. I have no issues with the performance. I think they did their thing. Um, it was nicely done. I don't have no problems. You know, people always are like, oh, this is inappropriate or oh, this and that. I'm like, people live your life. If you don't want your child to see it, then turn it off. Point blank, period. Um, I think they did their thing. Do what you want to do with your body. Do what you want to do with your songs. It's your music. Do what you Oh, excuse me. <laughs> do what you want. And also, who's one, the last person I'll mention, and I'll put a pin in the Grammy stuff, is Dua Lipa. I love Dua Lipa so much. She gives me everything. I love her vibe. I love her aesthetic. And she did a great job performing as well. She was giving us dance moves. Okay, she was dancing. And I was like, okay, Dua. Because the last time she danced, it didn't really look too good. So she did a much better job. And I'm so proud of her. And I love her music. And I stand completely. Now let's move on to some... Uh, some unnews. So we all know who Saweetie is. If you don't know, you've been living under a rock. Saweetie is that girl. She was with um, Migos star or the one third of the Migos. His name is Quavo. If you don't know who Quavo is, you're also living under a rock. <laughs> and they unfortunately broke up. Now, Saweetie announced it via Twitter that she was over the relationship. She was done. And then later, Things came out um, with them getting into an altercation in the elevator. Um, and there was some physical things going on in the elevator. And the most I took from that is you all that do not put yourself in these compromising situations. If you feel like you need to leave, then leave. If it feels like it's abusive, know that people are there for you and there are resources available for you to get out of those situations because... Things like these are very, very common. It's just right now it's in the spotlight because these are two celebrities. But this is very common. So if you are in an emotionally, physically, financially abusive situation, know that there are people and resources out there that can help you get out of it. Um, she also condoned cheating and said, I just can never be cheated on. And I was like, props to you, girl, because who wants to be in a relationship that's that toxic? I don't. So I'm glad that she was able to um, do that. I'm glad that she was able to do that. And I'm also very happy that um, it was showcased, not because of the situation, but the situation is bad, but it is a spotlight on what currently or what usually happens, to be honest, not even to lie, to our situations or relationships that are abusive. So I'm glad that it came out. But at the same time, I'm, it's unfortunate what happened to the both of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
being in the spotlight and trying to fret or trying to facade a relationship because it's the best thing to do for your brand is unfortunate. So I'm, I hope she's happy. I hope Quavo's happy, you know. Um, the situation is just really, really sticky. So those are just my two cents. And, you know, anytime you listen to an In Vivo episode, I have to update you on RuPaul's Drag Race. We have to have a whole RuPaul's Drag Race segment, but not really because it's almost over. So, but yeah, so we have a top four now. We have Rosé, we have Candy Muse, we have Simone, and we have Gottmik. I almost forgot Gottmik. Um, My person, the person I want to win the crown is Simone. Simone just gives me everything. I live for her. She's the epitome of black beauty. She's the epitome of black culture. Everything she serves on the runway is just amazing, beautiful. From the do-rag train to the uh, piece, the white piece she did that symbolized uh, black violence and police brutality to her braids with the Simone beads it's just everything she does is exquisite. She represents black women so well, the black diaspora so well, black people so well. And we just have to give her her props to give her her crown. Um, the other person I would love to win is God Mick. God Mick is doing such great things as a trans man on the show, uh, creating a whole entire lane for trans men that also do drag. You know, that's something that I never even knew about until God Mick came on the show. So she educated me. Um, so much and she has done so well in the competition because some people might be like oh they just wanted her to win because she's a trans man and it's like no baby she's talented okay she's funny she knows how to give fashion she's a well-rounded queen so let's give she also can get it too I love Rosé. I feel like Rosé is a great queen. She's clearly seasoned. She clearly knows what she's doing. She's just a little bit uptight for me. Um, I don't know if that's due to production, the way they, they produced the show and edited the show, but she just always kind of gave, like she had a wall up and she was just there for the competition, which is important, but we also want to get to know you. We want to be able to have a bond with you. I feel like that was a little bit lax. I don't know if that's on her part or productions part. And Candy Muse. I love Candy Muse so much. She is allowed. She is in your face. She is everything though. And I hope that she doesn't get too much hate. I know that people have been saying that she's got a lot of hate. So as a fan, I hope that she is good. Just know that she made her mark on the show and that's why she's top four. No one could tell you anything because you're top four. Okay. So enough with RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm pretty sure I'm going to update you all on who wins the next time I record. So be ready for my take. <laughs> um, and one of the last things I want to mention is the verses that just happened with Earth, Wind, and Fire and the Isley Brothers. First of all, they came to slay. The outfits were everything. They were giving they were giving hat I know Steve Harvey had his suit on and the hat and like they were serving like <laughs> older men realness like it was giving completely and I loved it I loved having um just so you know nostalgia of all the music that my grandma used to play when I was at her house all the music that I continue to play like people call me an old soul um the music I listen to is very old um 
old and not in a bad way, old in a good way, it's seasoned. It has lasted throughout decades, you know? So I love Anita Baker. I love uh, Earth, Wind & Fire and the Izzy Brothers and The Temptations and all the 90s music. I can name so many people, but yes, I was very happy with the entire verses. It was long, a little bit long, and they were cutting the songs a little bit short. So I was like, no, don't cut the song short. I love this song. Um, but it was a really, really good verses. And I'm glad they were able to have one. And I'm excited to see who will be next. And actually, I lied. The last thing I'm going to mention is this brain break stuff in Miami. Okay. So I saw as much as everybody else saw all those people in Miami. Now, I will say this. I understand that it has been now a year since all this stuff has occurred and happened however comma we gotta be safe y'all we gotta be safe hopefully most of those people have vaccines i'm trying to be idealistic about the whole situation uh mostly everyone had their vaccine you know had their mask on i don't know i just hope that people are safe i hope that no one got covid but i feel like if you put yourself in that situation you know it is what it is you know the circumstances and stuff you're putting yourself into um, I plan on getting my vaccine soon. So if I do travel, know that I'm vaccinated. Okay. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a treat. I saw people. Yes, they were having fun. But we just got to be safe, y'all. Especially if you're going back home to your family. You know, you're making your family vulnerable. The people around you vulnerable. Hopefully those people quarantined when they got back home. I don't know how certain that is. But it's good to be idealistic. You know, it's good to be a was optimistic, you know? Um, so that'd be the last thing I say. And I'll put a pin to uh, the pop culture stuff because I can go all day. But now we're going to go to the discussion section and talk about how to properly bask in your achievements. It sounds so simple, but y'all, let's get into the discussion section. So the discussion section is all about how to properly bask in your achievements. And the reason why I'm speaking about this is because I'm currently in the situation, guys. Um, so like I told you all earlier in the podcast, it was a journey for me to obtain the Goldwater scholarship. And it was so important to me, um, just to be able to win a prestigious scholarship, be the third HBCU scholar at Howard, be the, a black HBCU scholar that wins a Goldwater, which is few and far between. It was very, very important to me to win this prestigious scholarship. And I was so nervous whether I would get it or not, but I knew God had me um, completely all the way through. So when I won it, I was ecstatic, guys. I I remember I screamed, I was crying. I was like, oh my God, I did it. Um, I was so proud of myself and I'm so upset about this. But the next day I was upset. And I was like, why am I so upset? And I was like, okay, I got that. Now what? And that was the problem. And I realized a couple days later that that was a problem. There was a problem in me only celebrating me getting the gold water for three seconds and then going back to, oh, well, you have to do this and this and this and this and this. And I was like, I don't give myself enough time to celebrate my achievements. And I feel like a lot of people feel like they have to grind all the time. And I talked about this before in earlier podcasts that we have to grind and always have achievements and always do this and this and this and this and never get time to just sit back and breathe. Never give time to sit back and celebrate. Reward yourself. And with the MCAT happening um, currently for me and studying for it, I just was like, okay, cute. I love the go water. That's great. All right, next. I have this problem because I'm not scoring the way I want to, or I'm not doing this the way I want to. And that is a problem. So once I realized 
there was a problem associated with me not being able to bask in my achievements, I had to take a step back, breathe, and give myself a break. So I want to provide you all with the tips I learned while I was going through that process. And hopefully whenever you all receive an achievement, or which I know you will, but whenever you all receive anything that you feel and deem as highly important, you have and take the time out to celebrate yourself. So the first thing I did, right, when I recognized it was, that's the first thing actually, is recognize when you are just doing too much, okay? I won the gold water, literally happy for a cute day. The next day I was like, okay, Jess, you need to do, like I was stressing myself out. And then a couple of days later I was like, Jess, you didn't even celebrate the gold water. So when I was able to recognize that there was a problem, I was able to proceed on and do something about it and do something about it so I can do it anytime I achieve, win, get anything. I now know how to properly reward myself without stressing myself out even more. Like I'm giving or spending too much time on this or I'm doing or spending too much time on that. So that was the first thing I did was just recognize it. The second thing was I literally cleaned my schedule out for a whole day. So I was like, you worked immensely hard um, overnight writing a whole bunch of stuff. I rewrote that proposal around 10 times, guys. Like I was not playing. So I'm like, you, after all the hours you done put into this, you deserve a day. So I had my day. I scheduled all my like self-care stuff on the same day. So I went to the um the mall, went to Sephora and Alta, and I got something good to eat. And I just spent time with myself. I played music in the car. I was jamming. I was feeling good. I got myself together, like put on some makeup, put on a nice outfit, and I went out. And that was so nice because I had not done that in a long time. And so when I came back home, I ate some more. I watched my favorite show and I slept. I did not touch any work. I really needed the day. I really did. The next thing I did was that I shared the news with um, the family that did not know. So I was so happy with all the responses I got, all the love and support I got from the scholarship. And that also helped me celebrate my success through other people celebrating you. And that's okay to admit, like being able to not only get so or celebrated and get um, support, but also thanking those people that supported you and thanking those people that congratulated you. So I was able to do that. I was able to tell the family members that did not know. I also wrote down and I made sure to update my LinkedIn immediately that put 2021 Goldwater Scholar because every day I would have that constant reminder like, yes, girl, you did it. You did it. And being able to reflect on my journey, being able to reflect on all the stuff I went to to get here was amazing. Um, And also, I know people have their ups and downs on social media, but with me sharing it on social media also helped me celebrate myself. So those are just a couple of tips I want to give you on ways to properly celebrate yourself and um, celebrate your own achievements, the goals you've made, etc., um, I hope that helped out. And to leave you all with the last thing, I want to give a day snap. And I actually want to give a day snap to my recommender for the Goldwater. Um, such a great man that I've met. Um, such a great researcher. 
His name is Dr. Marcus Lambert. He is a scientist and educator formerly at Wild Cornell Medicine, now at SUNY Downstate. Um, he is trained in both biomedical and social science research methodology, and his research efforts focus on educational and health interventions that improve access, equity, and diversity in science and medicine. Um, he and I actually met um, while I did a summer research program at Wild Cornell um, for undergrad students that focused on diversity initiatives with the Office of Student Diversity at Wild Cornell. He received his PhD in biomedical science from NYU School of Medicine and his bachelor's degree from Howard University, HU, you know. He also holds his master's degree in clinical epidemiology and health services research from Wild Cornell Graduate School. And he lives in Brooklyn, New York with his beautiful wife and his four amazing children. So with that, that is the end of our episode. Thank you all so much for listening and tuning in. Until then, peace out, y'all.